Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in a Bible series in the Book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, Our Life in the World, preached March the 4th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 14. We are going to speak to you about how we live in the world. Verse 14 and then 17 through 21. Verse 14 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and not curse. Verse 17, Do not repay any evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. Verse 19, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. How do we, as believers in Jesus Christ, live in the world that is opposed to us? That is opposed to Jesus Christ. The apostate church also as part of the world, hates the true believers in Jesus Christ. Hear what John Calvin wrote in his institute. John Calvin. Since I undertook the office of teacher in this church, I have no other purpose than to benefit the church by maintaining the pure doctrine of godliness. Yet I think that there is no one who is assailed, bitten, and wounded by more false accusations than I. How do we live? In a hostile world. We who are justified by the mercies of God. We who are made alive by the life of Christ. Given a heart of flesh and cleansed by the blood of Christ. We who are united with Jesus Christ. We who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit who empowers us and guides us in the way of truth and holiness, we are instructed in Romans 12, 14, and 17 through 21, how to live in this world. We live as the light of the world. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. That is before men in the world. That they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. St. Paul says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine 
like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. How shall we live in the world? Jesus prayed to his father, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. Jesus said in this world you have trouble but rejoice I have overcome the world. Jesus promised to his disciples in his great commission I'll be with you always even unto the end of the ages. If Jesus Christ the conqueror of the world is with us by his Holy Spirit. We live in the world the overcomer's life. So John tells us in Revelation 12 and verse 11 they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. We know that there are two families in the world and we know that these two families can be in the same family. Cain hated Abel, Ishmael mocked Isaac, Esau hated Jacob, sons of the devil hates the sons of God. The apostate church and the world hate the true church of Jesus Christ. Point number one from verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and not curse. Apostle Paul said in Acts 14 verse 22 we must go through many hardship to enter the kingdom of God. He said again in 2 Timothy, in fact, in fact, sir, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be what, sir, persecuted. Bless those who persecute you. We are persecuted because we are children of God. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We have eternal life. We belong to Jesus Christ. We believe in the Bible. Though we live in the world, we are not of the world. We are a new creation. We live by faith. Christ has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of God's Son. As God's children, we no longer live for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. The unbelievers think it strange that we do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation. 
So the world together with the apostate church heap abuse on us. So they persecute. They kill the prophets. They crucified Jesus Christ. They stoned to death Stephen. They beheaded James. They continue to persecute and kill to this day. They are persecuting Christians. Anybody can kill Christians. No problem at all. Anybody can abuse Christians. No problem at all. Yes, they are persecuting Christians in the Middle East, in Iraq, Iran, in Pakistan, in Nigeria, and all over the world. True Christians who believe in the Bible are hated in these United States. This is what is happening throughout the world. Christians are still thrown to the wild beasts. It is happening in the Western world. And our leaders say nothing. What should we do when persecuted? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, Jesus said. For our reward is great in heaven, for they persecuted in the same way the prophets. Bless those who persecute you, pray for their eternal salvation. Stephen prayed for his persecutors while he was being stoned to death. As a result, God saved the wild beast of a man, Saul of Tarsus. Jesus prayed for those who crucified him. He prayed for them from the cross. We do not curse them. We do not wish them ill. God saves chief of sinners. And I say he only saves chief of sinners. And we were chief of sinners. We were rebels once. But God loved us and saved us. Paul says. For if when we were God's enemies. We were reconciled to him. Through the death of his son. Enemies reconciled. So let us bless our persecutors. Let us pray for them. That in God's will our persecutors may be saved from the wrath of God. When we bless them we shine as light. We function as the salt of the earth. What do we do when they persecute us? Listen to St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 4, 12 and 13. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. After this moment, we have become the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world. And he says in 1 Thessalonians 5, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. It is not strange for God's people to be persecuted. It is the normal life. 
it is the mark of a true christian if you are not persecuted you are not shining as stars in the universe to bless when persecuted is spiritual holy spirit enables us to do so to curse when persecuted is natural it is the work of the flesh it is the sign that such a person may not be a christian he has no divine life or divine nature he has no mind of christ he has no holy spirit true christians bless not when he is in the church but when he is in the world when he is at work and so on when he is ill treated he blesses he calls for a blessing upon the persecutor so jesus said but i tell you love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who mistreat you luke chapter 6 27 and 28 number 2 do not retaliate verse 17 do not repay anyone evil for evil and so on when christians are persecuted we are exhorted to react to this persecution negatively as well as positively negatively how curse not positively bless we can do this because we are a new creation we are born again we are the temple of the holy spirit the spirit who is given us is not a spirit of timidity but a spirit of supernatural power and love and sound reasoning therefore we do not pay evil for evil the unbeliever does that he can only do that he is dead in trespasses and sins he can only curse he can only repay evil for evil he can only sin non posse non peccare but we are a new creation saved from the dominion of sin we are now able to shine as light posse non peccare possible not to sin is our condition now we are able to do good so we suffer verbal abuse slander social ostracism being dragged to court being fired from job demotion and not promotion confiscation of property imprisonment violence beatings beheadings and so on but positively we do good things thoughtfully to all people especially people who deliberately do evil to us we are created in Christ Jesus unto 
good works. We are made good trees to produce good fruits. We as Christians walk in love, walk in the Holy Spirit, walk in truth, walk in wisdom, walk by faith. We are light and so we shine. We are led by the Holy Spirit as sons of God. So we do what the scripture teaches us. To do good to those who do evil to us. And by doing good we manifest to the world the love of Jesus Christ. St. Paul says in Galatians 6 and verse 10. Therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. But to all people. In Titus 2 verse 10 we read. And not to steal from them slaves. Not to steal from them. But to show that they can be fully trusted. So that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. Even to masters who abuse the Christian slaves. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 21. For we are taking pains to do what is right. Not only in the eyes of the Lord. But also in the eyes of men. Number three. Live in peace with all men. Christians are peacemakers. Jesus said blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called sons of God. Of course true peace comes only to people who believe the gospel of peace. So we read having been justified by faith we have peace with God. Jesus Christ made peace between God and man by his atoning death on the cross. He is peace. And he comes to the enemies of God preaching peace through his holy people. So it is true there is no true and lasting peace outside of Jesus Christ. As Christians we are to live in peace with all men. But there are two limiting conditions in this verse 18. If possible... That is, without compromising the truth of the gospel. Let's turn to Hebrews 12, 14. And there, a connection is made between peace and holiness. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Not at peace at all costs. And James says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving. Peace without purity, peace without holiness is no peace. We must earnestly contend, fight for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. 
Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Run the race and what? Kept the faith. The ecumenical movement sought peace first. Sought peace above purity of the gospel. Inclusivism and pluralism do the same. Essentially they say Jesus is not the only way to salvation. All religions lead to God. They say all religions lead to God. Maybe so. But to which God? Not the true and living triune God of the scriptures. We cannot live in peace with all men if they reject the exclusivism of the gospel. If possible, live with all men in peace. This shows that sometimes it is not possible. And the fault lies in others, not in us. Peace cannot be at the cost of truth. Secondly, as far as it depends on you. That means as much as it is in your power. Christians should not be the cause of the conflict. Cause of peacelessness. This limitation refers to believers. Believers behavior towards the unbeliever. We must do all within our power to maintain peace. For instance, Proverbs 15 verse 1 tells us a soft answer turns away wrath. And we must respect our enemies because they are not elephants. They are created in the image of God. So we respect that. We must shine as light in the world. We must love our enemies, pray for them. We must bless those who curse us. Our new life of the Holy Spirit will enable us to do all what God wants us to do. Number four. Do not take revenge. And so on. Verse 19 through 20 of Romans 12. Paul is speaking the behavior of a Christian who is done an injustice by an unbeliever. Paul prohibits him in taking personal revenge. The Christian is not permitted to punish the criminal personally. He is to leave the punishment for the crime to be administered by God who is the judge of all. But this does not prevent the believer from using the court for justice because the courts are given authority by God to execute justice. We will deal with it in the next chapter. Secularism rejects the idea of life beyond this world. They do not believe one day God will come in Jesus Christ to judge the world in righteousness. They do not believe that. Therefore, unbelievers take vengeance personally and immediately. They believe in the justice of tit for tat. They believe in exacting justice by punishment here and now. 
They believe in taking vengeance now. They believe that this idea of leaving vengeance to God is total foolishness because there is no God. But listen to Professor John Murray. Here we have what belongs to the essence of piety. The essence of ungodliness is that we presume to take the place of God. To take everything into our own hands. It is faith to commit everything to God. To cast all our care upon him. And vest all our interests in him. In reference to the matter in hand, the wrongdoing of which we are the victims. The way of faith is to recognize that God is judge and to leave the execution of vengeance and retribution to him. Never may we in our private personal relations execute the vengeance which the wrongdoing merits. So we read about Jesus Christ himself. What did he do? When they hurled their insults at him. First Peter 2 and verse 23. He did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly the way of the cross is the way of our life friends we live by faith not by sight so we commit all things to Jesus Christ Paul says secondly give place to the wrath of God Give room for the wrath of God. Jesus did not retaliate when he suffered unjustly. He made no threats. Instead he entrusted himself to his heavenly father. Who judges justly. So his disciples also. Entrust themselves to God who judges justly. So we are exhorted to give room for the wrath of God. Let God judge perfectly in his perfect time. We bless, we pray, we love our enemies. God will judge the unbelievers of the world and those of the apostate church. Look at St. Paul in 2 Timothy 4 verse 14. There was a fellow by name Alexander the metal worker. And St. Paul is about to be killed. And this is what he is saying to Timothy. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. It appears from the Greek text. He took legal action against St. Paul. Some form of legal action. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You see, he's not taking any action against him, but the Lord will. Romans 2, 5 and 6 and 16. 
but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart you are what storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed God will give to each person according to what he has done and this will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ as my gospel declares God is love sir but he is also holy the wrath of God will be outpoured upon the wicked in due time so we read in Romans 9:22 what if God choosing to show his wrath and make his power known bore with great patience the objects of his wrath prepared for destruction Therefore, Christians avoid the sons of thunder syndrome of calling fire down upon sinners. Well, friends, don't be surprised when you are persecuted and killed and stoned. That's normal life you expect from the world and from the apostate church. It simply tells you you are a Christian. When people slander you, abuse you, and they are against you, when they spit on you and hit you on your mouth, flog you, confiscate your property, fire you from the job, it is happening all over the world. Friends, we are God's people and God himself dwells in us. We are given power and the ability to bless those who persecute us and pray for them that doesn't mean there is no judgment yes this is a moral universe every sin big or small will be punished either in Jesus Christ as our substitute or in the sinner if it does not happen there is no God it will happen let God do it not we why is it sir well we were rebels and enemies of God and God showed us mercy and saved us keep that always in mind heavenly father we pray that you help us to be filled with the Holy Ghost filled with the love of God to overflowing Saint Paul tells the love of Christ impels me to declare the gospel Therefore, O God, fill your people with the Holy Ghost and help us to endure hardship. Help us to bless those who abuse us, those who persecute us. Help us to pray for them. Help us to do good for them. Help us to pray for their salvation. And this calls for great grace. And you will give grace to all of us. Lord, help us to shine as stars in this crooked and perverse generation. Thus, help us to declare the gospel. Not only in words, but also in the way we live. Help us to make the gospel attractive. In Jesus' name, amen.